Hello, hello, fierce friends. Welcome to The Fierce Life with me, your host, Conceita Thomas. In today's show, I've got another one of my Smarty Pants friends, Dr. Jillian Tita here, and we are going deep into the gut, literally. We're going to talk about um, gut health and weight loss, what they have to do with each other, what you need to know, and where to start. So go ahead. You definitely want to get out pen and paper for this episode, jam out to the show tunes, and I will see you on the other side of the music with Dr. Jillian Tita. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. All right, welcome. This is episode number 45 of The Fierce Life and I'm here with Dr. Jillian Tita and we are talking about gut health, weight loss and what they have to do with each other. So I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I love Dr. Jillian. I met her Oh, I don't know. Lots of years ago now, <laughs> lots of years ago. And um, she was definitely just one of those people who knew their stuff and was very, very passionate about her field of study. And you guys know I like that kind of stuff. And she happens to be a specialist when it comes to gut health and how that influences everything. Um, but because this is the fierce life, we're going to focus it on how it influences weight loss in this episode, but who knows, she may come back and talk to us about more. So Dr. Jillian, tell my fierce friends who you are. Oh, Conceda, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. So hi, everyone. My name is Jillian Tita. I am a naturopathic physician, a graduate of Bastyr University. And although that's not really a well-known designation, what a naturopathic doctor is is essentially someone who's been to four years of medical school. We have the whole nine yards. We have our licensing exams, residencies, yada, yada, yada. But in addition to basic and clinical training, we're also trained in things like nutrition and exercise and counseling and supplements and nutrients and environmental medicine and physical medicine. So we have more tools in our toolbox besides drugs, procedures, and surgery. So it's not that we're against those things we actually are trained quite conventionally it's just that often oftentimes there are things that we can do in our own lifestyle to help ourselves and so that's what we're going to be sort of chatting about today and then also naturopathic doctors look at the body more as an integrated whole rather than a set of like discrete linear systems that have nothing to do with one another and there's really no better example of that than the gut itself you know I call the gut like a grand central station simply because it's connected to like every other system and cell in the body. And then, um, you know, sort of, sort of almost by accident, I started specializing in digestive health. And that's what I do now, both in clinical practice to a lesser extent these days, and also, you know, on the internet with my free programs and my free training and some paid stuff. And I just love it. So let's chat about it. <laughs> awesome. So I love that. The one thing I love about the fact that you are a naturopathic doctor is that, like you said, like you look at everything, not just like, oh, take this pill. You've got an upset stomach, but what are you eating? Like, what are you sleeping? What are you cooking your food in? Like all, yep. all the things, because we know, we know that they kind of, they all influence each other. And we all either have been or know someone 
who has gone the traditional route and they've got pills for their pills for their pills and they're no better off for it. So I'm really like psyched to talk to you because you know how all the things connect. So (laughs) let's just jump right in. Um, When it comes to gut health, uh, it's definitely gained um, mainstream recognition. Like this is something that you and your colleagues have probably been studying for a long, long time. But the rest of us are just catching on and it's getting more play in the mainstream. But a lot of us really are confused. Like we're like, okay, if I'm regular or what I perceive to be regular, I'm good. What is all this gut health stuff that people are talking about? So can you just give us an education what is a healthy gut and how do we know if we have one? That's, a, that's actually a great question because people are like, wait, should I be concerned? I don't know, <laughs> right? If we know yeah. we have a problem, right? Like if your gut talks to you, if you experience symptoms, <laughs> it's very easy to be like, yes, I have an issue. So to say like, what would be a healthy gut? I think about a couple different things. First and foremost, the vast majority of the time, your gut would be absolutely symptom-free, meaning you don't even notice or pay attention to your gut. It just does its thing without any sort of of your attention, right? So meaning you're symptom-free. Your stomach doesn't hurt. You're not like bloated all the time. You're not constantly belching. Like you're, you know, this is going to sound funny, but this this is our subject. You know, your farts don't clear a room, like all of those types of things. Like when things, when things feel good, they're good. So that's the first aspect. The second aspect is, are you pooping every day? That is like a major facet of, of gut and overall health is like, are you having at least one bowel movement a day? Like that is so key. And a lot of women particularly are very constipated where they maybe go every other day, every third day, once a week and think nothing of it. Some of them are uncomfortable, comfortable, but then others are not. And then the last piece of do we know if guts are okay is I'd ask, is there another like metabolic disease present? Things like uh, type 2 diabetes, obesity, uh, depression. We now know that all of those things, all of those things that have a metabolic component to them, they're really not separate diseases. They're kind of just different manifestations of the same dysfunction. And so someone that has metabolic disease is going to have to pay attention to their gut because their gut is very important in hormonal balance and detoxification and even neurological signaling and immune function and these types of things. So it's like that, it's like that through way through which all other systems are, you know, passing by. Wow. That's like super insightful because the, I, for a long time, and even still I'm being educated even on this interview was of the thought that if I'm regular, I'm good. And maybe yeah. when I'm older, I'll pay attention to this gut health. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just keep it real. We tend yeah. to. Get each your dreams later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially if we're interested in what we're interested in. So whether that be fat loss or muscle gain, but we tend to in the wellness space, like have our area of concentration and then kind of consider the other stuff like distraction or noise. Like, yeah, that's something else I'll have to add. I'll pay attention to that later. But to know that even you can be regular, but if you have diabetes or you can be regular, but if you experience depression, like that, all of that is a signal that something is going on or needs your attention in your gut. That, that made me say, okay, tell me more, Julia. 
Okay, so all right, we could definitely go all down this. Let's. I'm gonna bring it back to our area. <laughs> it's hard for you, me right? <laughs> because I'm like I'm like using this as my own personal consultation. I'm like, what about this? Okay, so tell me what gut health and weight loss have to do with each other. Like, is it possible that I'm having issues with losing weight or what may seem like stubborn fat loss? Mm-hmm. because of my gut and like how do I know or can I be you know yeah I'll, I'll stop there I'll stop there I've got yeah. lots of questions <laughs> well, and well and it's a great question because the truth is there's a variety of indirect ways in which our gut health can impact our results in terms of do we want fat loss like do we want inches off our waist like what are our what are our physique goals so, and I'm going to speak specifically about women just because this is who we're chatting, you know, is who we're chatting with. Right. So the first thing that, so a couple things, one, constipation, like not pooping every day is a major sort of unknown barrier to fat loss. And the reason for this, particularly for women, is because pooping is a major way that we remove estrogen from our body. So our body uses our large intestine as like a tool of detoxification. The other, another major tool of detoxification that is, is lives in the gut is the liver. So the liver filters estrogen, our spent estrogen out of the blood. It packages it up and it sends it to the large intestine for us to poop it out. If we don't poop it out, well, the large intestine has a blood supply. And so if your stool is just sitting there, that spent estrogen is resorbed back into the blood. It ends up back at the liver. The liver is busy with today's stuff, right? It already dealt with yesterday's stuff. So it's already busy. It already dealt with yesterday's stuff, but now it has to deal with it again. And so we'll often say that when the bowel is constipated, the liver gets kind of constipated. Now the liver has this like backlog of tasks right? And guess, so not only do we have now like an increased estrogenic burden, right? So like a, a we're working on like a hormonal imbalance via constipation. Right. And, wow. And, and also, you know, you might experience things like PMS, like worsening PMS, acne, headaches, these types of things. So that's that estrogenic piece. Next, the liver is a major tool for beta oxidation, which is a fancy way to say fat burning. So your liver is like your major fat burning machinery. But if your liver is like too busy, like re-detoxifying all the estrogen that you're not pooping out to send back to your large intestine, then your results are going to be slowed down. So that's, that's how constipation can stand in the way. Another more practical way that constipation can stand in the way, and we're getting, we're getting all into it today. <laughs> Here we go. The average person, so the average person's poop daily weighs about one to two pounds. Oh my gosh. So I was telling you before we jumped on the, rec- the record that some of my clients, like they'll come in and they'll be like, oh, I poop like once every seven to 10 days. Well, honey, you're like carrying 10 to, 10 to 20 pounds. If you're not pooping every day, like if you're only pooping once a week, like we're, we're working into some serious numbers now, right? Like just doing that math there. And then not to mention like feeling bloated and all of these types of things. So there's that sort of very practical constipation tip. The other facets in which the gut can impact our waistline is the spread or like the landscape or the ecology of our microbiome 
And the <laughs> microbiome, I don't know if your listeners have heard, it's this like huge, huge colony of beneficial bacteria that lives in the large intestine. And they are a major way of impacting both our metabolism, our mental emotional health, even our blood pressure, our cholesterol, and the amount of calories we extract from our food. So there are some ratios of bacteria that if they're high, we are more likely to be overweight or obese. And if they're not high, we're more likely to be lean. And if your listeners are interested, maybe we can do like a more in-depth or more in-detail yeah. sort of like seminar about this or something, or like another chat about that. But the, the two are called Bacteroidetes and Firmicutes, and tons of research in both human studies and in mice studies about swapping out these microbiomes, and we improve someone's bacterial spread, you know, their, their bacterial community, for lack of a better word, um, everything improves, including waistline, including blood lipids, including, you know, blood pressure, all of these things. So that's another way. And then lastly, if we have a situation where our immune system is like over provoked, like it's dysfunctional, maybe we have autoimmune disease that leads to increased inflammation in the lining of the GI tract or over time that can create leaky gut. And folks with leaky gut you know, I'm doing this whole, we can do like a whole thing on leaky gut too, but leaky gut is when it's not compensated and it's not rapidly healed, which it's supposed to be rapidly healed, kind of like a fever. But if right. not, that leads to sort of adverse food reactions and the propensity for us to hold on to water. So these are the folks that like, you ever have those clients where it's almost like they're they're wearing like a snowsuit, like their skin is really tight. You can't see any of their blood vessels. You know, there's certain things like, you know, thyroid can cause that, but constipation, leaky gut, like those are things to look at too in your clients. Like the folks that are really holding a lot of water and the folks that are like, oh, you know, I used to be able to eat, you know, apples or applesauce. And now it's like making me feel all weird. And now I used to be, I used to be able to eat, I don't know, carnitas pork or like go to Chipotle. And now I can't. And now I can't like go down the laundry detergent aisle at the grocery store. Like all of those are sort of signs that the gut is inflamed, overly leaky, and that the immune system is way overstimulated and like getting off the rails. And all of that can contribute to fat loss resistance. Oh my goodness. Okay. So mind blown, but so, okay. I'm picking out the nuggets that I caught. Fierce friends. We are definitely going to continue this conversation inside mm -hmm. of the Facebook group because maybe you guys will catch other gems that I'm missing. But um, two things you said that really stood out to me was like the tendency to hold water and like that whole tight skin. I have definitely, definitely seen that before. Yep. And another thing like, when you said like all of the food aversions, right? So yeah. I don't know how much of it is awareness, how much of it is the fact that, you know, our whole food, you know, we can go on and on talking about what's going on with our food and how it's like not being grown, like the whole industrialization of food, right? Mm -hmm. But I just feel like now so many people have food allergies and so many people have sensitivities mm -hmm. or intolerances that we didn't have back in the day. Mm -mm. And so the whole, even that can be a sign that something is going on in the gut. And I know I've had clients who have so many different food allergies or food sensitivities that the traditional things that you would eat to get enough protein or enough 
you know, non-grain fiber, those types of foods that you would typically eat to be able to lose weight without dieting and starving and things like that, they can't because they now have either an allergy or a sensitivity. So not only do they have these allergies and sensitivities, the, the things that are left on the list of what they can eat may not, nece- they're not necessarily conducive to lasting fat loss. So that's exactly. just interesting how is all this one huge ball of yarn. And here I am over here yes. thinking if I'm regular, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, that does take you, that takes you, you know, some distance. It really does. Like if you're regular, you, you might very well be good, but you, you bring up a great point. Um, there's something like the CDC says like up to 20% of folks will report adverse food reaction, meaning like they think that, you know, they're sensitive to a food. They have some type of reaction to food. And it really is this very unique conglomeration of sort of our, our inborn genetic sensitivities and proclivities combined with our current environment, right? Like all the stuff we're exposed to, you know, we are now with, with this industrialization you just mentioned, we're exposed to tens of thousands of tons of new chemicals every year. It's just like an unprecedented time where we're just exposed to so many things. And in the U.S., the, the safety of those things do not have to be proven like pre-market. So all this stuff is released and then that's all interacting with our genes and that's all interacting too with like exposures when we were younger, you know, like when we're babies or, you know, do we have antibiotics or did we get like really sick when we were little, like all of those things shape us. And then it all conglomerates together to how our health or well-being or lack of those things is expressed today. And we see with that industrialization, this concurrent rise in things like autoimmune disorders, cancer diagnosis, uh, and, and environmental illness, you know, allergies, eczema, asthma, those guys. And we've essentially traded, you know, dying of infectious disease and maybe like micronutrient deficiencies, like nobody has scurvy anymore, right? Like, you know, we right. don't, we're not like deficient in vitamin C anymore, but instead we traded it for, you know, more diabetes, more cancer, these types of things. And part, a big, big root is that, you know, is our industrialized diet that has displaced, I don't know, just like regular food, right? Like meat, vegetables, fruits, <laughs> tubers, right. like fibrous stuff, healthy grains, like fats, like it's not that these foods are like just inherently so terrible and evil and we can't ever, ever have a drop. It's just, they displace the stuff that actually like serves us really well. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> so far I'm hearing and move out of the U.S. Pay attention, pay, pay attention to my gut. Let's all move to the South of France. That's like my, <laughs> that's the goal. Okay. Me. Yeah. All right, so I think you definitely have my attention, and I'm sure that my fierce friends who are listening are like, okay, this might be something that I need to pay attention to. So, like, but just like with weight loss, like, one of my missions is to make it simple and doable and manageable, like, forever. I think even those of us that know better when it comes to gut health, we know we've got issues or we suspect, like, we just turn a blind eye, like, until we can't anymore because, you know, it's like, drink this, take that, only eat this, fermented Mm -hmm. foods, like, what do I do? Like, (laughs) where do we get started with with gut health and and moving along the spectrum, right? Everything's a spectrum, but like, how do we move toward the well end of the gut health spectrum? Mm -hmm. 
And it's a great question, especially for someone who is just feeling like way overwhelmed. So one of my favorite things, or I'm going to give you a couple of my favorite tips that actually have nothing to do with changing nutrition at all. And so let's, let's review some of them. The first is we're going to mind our manners. We're going to listen to our grandmothers. We're going to listen to what our grandmothers say. And we're going to mind our manners. So when we eat, and when your listeners eat, when I eat, when you eat, when we all eat, a couple things. I want us all to sit down in a chair, like literally put our bum in a chair or on some surface. So no eating on the run. And I get it. Like, you know, your mama, like, you know, you're like, eat, you're like wolfing down your food, like running out the door, like pounding your protein shake in the car. Like we have to yes. like sit, <laughs> we have to sit when we eat and we have to slow down just a little bit. Okay. So when we, when we eat fast, a couple things happen. One, we introduce a lot of air into our system. And two, we don't let our brain have enough time to tell our gut that, okay, look, we're eating, make digestive enzymes, release your bile, do all your stuff. And then three, so, that, so what that does is that also can increase like gas and bloating and belching because we don't have all of that digestive fire on hand to break everything down. And we need everything broken down for it to be digested well and more comfortable to us. And okay. then lastly, when we eat fat, uh, fast, we eat too fast, we're way more likely to overeat. And overconsumption, of course, is a, is a barrier to fat loss, but overconsumption is also a major reason for digestive distress. Okay. And a lot of people aren't even aware of that. So like when I'm in visits with people, like I ask them about how fast they eat. Like, are you always the first one done? And they're like, yeah, you know, my wife always makes fun of me. And it's like, well, you know, do you eat like three times the food that she does too? Like, well, yeah. So it's like that, that's, that's a huge problem. And a lot of us are guilty about that kind of, um, not kind of unconsciously. Like we just don't, we're just, we have other things, right? We're, we're parents or we have responsibilities. So it's like, we're not thinking about, oh, I need to like sit down and be quiet and eat slowly and like chew my food really well. So we need to just inject a tiny bit of mindfulness, you know, put it, maybe put our phone down, close the laptop, chew our food up really well and just mind our manners. So changing the way that we eat, can really make a huge impact on how our digestive system feels. And I know that sounds so simple, but if any of your ladies are like listening and are kind of like nodding their heads, like, yeah, I like, I just wolf my food down as I'm running out my front door, like try it, try it for like a few days and notice the difference. There's a big difference. So that's like, a, that's a huge one, changing the way we eat. And then we also can change the way we poop, but. <laughs> oh, <wait>. Okay. <laughs> So guilty, guilty is charged on the way we eat. I'm sitting here cringing because I was eating my Chipotle yesterday as I drove down the street. To because I often eat lunch at two o'clock in Carline. I don't always wolf it down, but I'm definitely like, you know, definitely not seated at a surface. Well, I guess my car seat is a surface, but you know. It's not what my grandma had in mind, for sure. No. Um, well, and I get it, right? It's like you're picking up your guy, like you're picking up your son, or you're doing whatever you have to do, like, and that you're like, okay, well, I have to eat, and it might not be perfect eating in the car, but you do have to get your meal in. But when you guys maybe come back together as a family and have supper or, like, have breakfast, like, that's when to really, that's when to really practice that mindfulness piece of that. Okay. I'm going to, my takeaway is I'm going to eat more slowly in the car. <laughs> <laughs> do your food really well in the car. In the car. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you had me on not only change the way we eat, but change the way we 
poop. Yes. So say more. Okay. So a <laughs> couple things with that too. So one, I am like a, a, a convert to the squatty potty. A squatty potty is this like little stool that tucks under your under the toilet that yes. when you sit on the toilet, you put your feet on it and it elevates your knees like above the level of the hips. And what that does is that puts the large intestine like in the optimal anatomical position that's like loose and comfortable for a bowel movement. Wow. Okay. American toilet seats are really tall and like for us, well, I don't know. I forget how tall you are. I can see it. I don't know if you're my height or not, but I'm a shorty. And so like, and um, I'm like almost like dangling and you feel like a little small child. But anyway, that puts a lot of strain on the pelvic floor and it can tighten up a certain muscle of the pelvic floor. It's called the puborectalis muscle. And that muscle acts almost like a slingshot that like takes your large intestine and kind of like holds it in and tucks it in, like lassos it in. If that muscle is loose and not lassoed up, you have a much easier time having a bowel movement. So you don't necessarily need a squatty potty, but even like a little, you know, those little small waste baskets or like a child's step stool or any type of stool that's in the bathroom that will get your knees up above the hips when you're, when you're having a bowel movement is much more comfortable, even in people who aren't constipated or like aren't necessarily struggling with the regularity way more comfortable there the other thing if you are comfortable um, constipated is to create a bathroom routine like even just going in in the morning for a couple minutes at the same ish time each morning even if you don't have a bowel movement almost like training almost like training your gut like a puppy <laughs> like you train like kind of like you train a puppy yeah um, so those are some ways too to improve digestive health without even changing one thing about your nutrition which is kind of cool. There's like lots of ways to skin the cat, so to speak, without even touching your diet. Wow. Okay. So I I do think that my fierce friends are going to find that super, super helpful because I know for a lot of us, it's like, lady, I just got myself to eat, you know, protein with my meal, (laughs) to to get off the like spaghetti as a meal, to get (laughs) salad each day. And it's like, now you're going to tell me you have to eat what, but (laughs) slow down when you eat. To, to pay attention to knee and hip position when you go to the restroom mm-hmm. like those are some really really like you can you can end this podcast you can stop listening and do that right now <laughs> just so like, those things yeah that's super cool all right so and then if, if we are someone maybe maybe the stakes are a little bit higher for us right we do experience symptoms we know that gut health is a is an issue for us and we want to address it we're willing to do even more what would be like your your next steps like but simple ones your simplest next steps beyond slowing down when we eat and elevating our knees above our hips when we go yep. to the restroom. Well, so then the next sort of pieces would be making sure that we are, and you're probably all over this with your, with your fierce ladies, making sure that you're hydrated. So, right. so the large intestine resorbs up to two gallons of fluid from the body every day, right? And so most of us don't drink two gallons, right? So it's like right. the gut requires a lot of hydration for regularity and also a lot of folks a lot of your ladies i'm sure have made these dietary changes where they're increasing their fiber they're increasing their protein and a lot of times when we make these dietary changes we can get constipated and you might have even noticed like some of your ladies struggle with this and so a major way to offset that is to actually increase your water intake so whenever we increase fiber we also want to increase water 
because you never want to add extra fiber to a dry system. Yeah. It's going to make it worse. <laughs> and then you're going to be like clearing the room out like we were talking about earlier, right? So staying hydrated is huge. And then in terms of maybe looking at the symptoms that folks are struggling with, there's a couple of very easy supplements that can help with a wide variety of symptoms. I'm a huge fan of digestive enzymes. They are cheap. They're inexpensive. They virtually have, they're like have no side effects. There's really no downside to using them. They're teeny weeny. They help us break down food better, right? So that makes it less fermentable, AKA like gas producing. And digestive enzymes are used in a wide variety of digestive complaints, anything from gas and bloating <clears throat> to constipation, to small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and even to autoimmune conditions and immune overprovocation and leaky gut because foods that are not broken down appropriately are more provocative to the gut. Like the bigger those protein chains are, the more they look like a foreign invader, the more likely they are to catch the attention of the immune system. And you don't want your food catching the attention of your immune system. Wow. So digestive enzymes cover a lot of ground. And another one that covers a lot of ground, if folks are symptomatic, is probiotics, which are like beneficial bacteria. Wow. That, well, that was awesome. Yeah, we definitely are all over the water. I have not suggested digestive enzymes, but when I think back to my competition days, my coach absolutely insisted on them. And it's probably yeah. because I was eating literally, maybe not literally, but like my body weight, it felt like in protein and vegetables and with the absence of much else. Yeah. So, that's probably yeah. how he kept things moving <laughs> and, and more comfortable and just like more comfortable, especially cause you know, like you're working out a lot and a lot of like, that's draining, you know, and we all know that we all have that line where like working out becomes draining. And anytime you get drained like that, your digestive ability is going to dip a little bit. It's like anytime we're overly stressed or overly drained or overly tired, our digestive ability will kind of droop like a, you know, like a house plant that needs water and digestive enzymes can really help. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate of digestive enzymes for getting over rough patches, um, you know, and in situations like you did where you had them like for your competition and I don't know, beyond that, you're good. Wow. Well, this has been definitely informative, slightly entertaining also. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate that. So obviously you've dropped tons of gems. My fierce friends are going to want to know, like beyond this podcast, how they connect with you, how they find you online, how they get more of this goodness. So where can they find you? What's the best way to connect with you? So the best way, my, my one-stop shop is definitely my website. It's uh, com. And there you can find my blog, all of my free education, my free programs, my free training. You can find my book there. My book is on Amazon. It's also on Barnes and Noble. Um, and pretty much it's on oh, all my social media and my email list is all on my website. So anything you guys need is basically on my website. If people want to reach out or connect or whatever, JillianTita.com. Cool. She keeps that super easy. And I will have a link on the show notes, but just in case you guys are 
wanting to do it right now is J-I-L-L-I-A-N-T-E-T-A. So that's Jillian Tita. That's how you spell her name. And you guys, you know, I always say after you learn something, you have to do something. Knowledge is not power. It's potential action is the real power. So your fierce follow-up for today, should you choose to accept, is to figure out which one of Dr. Jillian Tita's very doable tips you are going to take action on starting today. Are you going to be like me? I'm committing to slowing down my food intake in the car, okay? So are you going to do that? Are you going to be more hydrated? Are you going to concentrate on knee versus hip position, digestive enzymes, probiotics? What is it that you're going to actually do now that you have this knowledge? Let me know, commit to something, and definitely a good place to continue this conversation and to make your public declaration and commitment so that you'll actually do it is inside of my free Facebook group, Conceda's Fierce Friends. The way that you get access to that is you go to concedathomas.com slash become a fierce friend, enter your name and email address, and then you are in there. You'll be official. Also, this episode was packed with goodness. There's no way you got everything you needed out of one listen. I'm going to listen again, and I was here recording it live. The way that you get to the show notes page and also to get to Dr. Jillian's link is to go to the show notes, concedathomas.com slash ep45, that's slash ep45. And then finally, whichever podcast platform that you are listening on, we're going to continue to drop this type of goodness on you every single week. So please do subscribe so that you'll be notified when the next podcast episode airs. And if you would be so kind to leave a rating and a review, I will appreciate it forever. So until next time, fierce friend, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at ConcedaThomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at concedathomas.com slash audit. Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today 
and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 